Welcome to another episode of Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We have an amazing episode planned for y'all. And uh, I'm very excited about this episode because this is going to be our last test run episode. So if you're watching tonight, make sure you spread the news because next week, Sunday, on Father's Day, of course, but next week, Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we are going to go live and we're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be doing... um some promotional type things and kind of giving you a behind the scenes look into ourselves. Right. And so next week is essentially going to be episode six, but it's going to be our inaugural live episode. But tonight we have a great episode planned for you because we can't forget about tonight. Um, we are going to have a couple of different things. We're going to do our Academy one oh one. We're going to talk about list building. We're going to be talking about rebel cadets and we're going to have Matt go through kind of a more meta style list, something that he thinks is going to be fun to fly, but could compete at a tournament and actually explain to you the logic that Charles talks to us about in our Academy 101 segment and apply it to list building. We're going to do another What Turns My Dials because guess what Tanner has tonight? Another another anger issue. Not quite as bad as Torkel Mux. I'll give you that. But it is, it is, it is close. It is close. And this one actually will go outside of just the scum faction, even though we will probably complain more about scum because I think scum is too scummy and needs to be restricted and slapped on the wrist. We're going to also do a system malfunction and we're going to kind of dive into um, what defensive rerolls are, why they're so good, and kind of how they can apply to different ships in the meta. And I think Charles has, I don't know, like 20 bloody cards that deal with it. So, um, but without further ado, let's bring in. The other hosts. Welcome to the show, Charles. Welcome to the show, Matt. How are you all tonight? Doing real good, Chris. How you doing, man? Good. So it's good. It's exciting to be back. I had a pretty, pretty amazing weekend. Um, we were, as you can see, I'm red. Um, I'm not um, white anymore. So I spent all of yesterday pretty much in a pool. Um, almost a whole day because my, my buddy has a pool and kids similar ages. So we went over and um had some pizza and swam in the pool and shot pool guns at people and yeah i think i spent probably like eight hours outside yesterday what was your weekend wow. like matt uh actually this weekend we opened our business for the first time uh on the road so the designer theory is <laughs> up and up and open uh we are uh still uh open up our website but hello at the designer if you guys are interested in lots of stuff but anyways not going to go into all that stuff but yeah we were able to actually go out and we spent an entire day in 90 degree weather seems like uh in belding michigan uh enjoying the heat sweating and selling uh some of our wares so yeah it was it was a good weekend it was a it was a very big learning experience we'll leave it that way so <laughs> fair enough it was fun though yeah we had a good time charles what was your weekend like buddy uh, we met up with some friends and played pickleball, which if you're not familiar, it's like tennis with a wiffle ball and corrugated plastic rackets on a much smaller court. So not a lot of like running around, but a lot more physical activity. So it was fun to get out of the house and go out in almost a hundred degree weather and have a heat stroke. You know, that's always fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Getting prepped for this weekend as our LGSs here in the Kissimmee and Orlando area are finally starting to allow in-person play. Uh, so prepping to test my hyperspace list that I want to fly at Lamu. Um, 
which is the next GSP tournament. I'm going to put it onto a physical table and see how many times I can knock a ship over in an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> um, uh, other than that, uh, got into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, was a little bit lazy, smoked some burgers. All in all, pretty good weekend. I'm ready to start the week, and I'm really, I'm really, really excited. So, well, good, and and it's fun to hear that your guys' LGSs are open up because in Michigan, you know, ours have, but a lot of in-person play has not started yet. Um, our local group obviously has, as you guys seen from the Facebook pictures, but technically speaking, we have not um officially like all of the stores have officially opened up, and obviously there's only uh, tournaments between people. There's not actually organized play happening right now but it is kind of a fun time because we're able to get back together i mean i played a game with my son this week uh he promised me a game at least once a month so we're gonna hold you to that uh mr monty and um uh he was not super happy be losing but um we we did play a game and uh it was kind of fun so well we've had we've had a couple of our smaller lgs's that have kind of opened and have been doing like organized league play, not full out, you know, FFG slash AMG organized play, but our own version of things. But our major LGS down here, which most people will know uh, as CoolStuffInc.com, uh, they are based out of the Florida area, and we have Cool Stuff uh, South, Cool Stuff Maitland, that sort of thing. Um, those are our major LGSs. Um, kind of like out of the box in Grand Rapids and in the uh, in the Zealand area. Those are our major stores. Um, they're just announced on their Facebook page that they're going to be opening up for in-person play for Magic and for X-Wing and Legion and all that stuff. So we're going to go down Wednesday and uh, have some fun. So I got a question, Charles. When you guys go to play in person because it's Florida and it's humid and a over 100 degrees all the time, I swear to God, um, do you guys, does like the store like have to crank their AC down to like 60 degrees with all those bodies in there? <laughs> so the thing is, is you're looking at it from a Michigan perspective. Um, when I first moved down here, I thought I was going to die anytime I left the house being down here for almost, uh, two years now. Uh, it doesn't affect me like it used to. Um, but also most businesses have their AC at a relatively frigid temperature anyway, so that they can cause you to catch pneumonia when you go from out of your freezing car into the heat, into their freezing store, back into the heat, into your freezing car. It just happens. It's kind of why like COVID never existed down here because we always have the flu. So you never really know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It existed. <laughs> it's, it's not. But, but, you know, I mean, it's depending on how many people are there. Normally it's pretty solid and most of the game stores down here have a big enough space that even like when I would go to uh, cool stuff and they would do Friday night magic in addition to X-Wing, there was enough space that X-Wing had our tables and we were still separated from the guys that were playing uh, magic, from the guys that were playing Dragon Ball, from Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, like all of the different card games that we're playing. There was ample space that we weren't trampling each other and it doesn't get crazy hot, so it wasn't too bad. Well, awesome. It sounds like we had fun, and uh, it sounds like the stores at least will accommodate my body heat if I ever come visit you here in the next year or so. Um, but with that being said, let's jump to our first segment, Academy 101. So tonight, 
for Academy 101. I believe, Charles, you're going to lead us in some list building activities, correct there, sir? Absolutely. Um, list building is a very complex subject. I am going to do everything that I can to fit the basics of list building uh, into our short segment tonight. Um, obviously, if you guys are listening to this later on uh, as a podcast, or if you're watching the video later on on YouTube, um, or if you're live in our chat and you have questions that I'm not covering, please feel free to ask. I'm more than happy to answer those back for you. Um, one of the first things that you look at uh, when you look at list building is obviously what you physically own. Um, something that we have forgotten amidst being locked in our home uh, during COVID and being able to play via TTS and other um, or tabletop sim and other you know online gaming factions, whether it be Vassal or um, Fly Casual, uh, is we don't own sixteen Nantexes. We don't own a hundred and twenty-five, you know droid fighters we don't own 30 uh, of any individual uh, well you might chris you might but still for yourself i know chris tanner does <laughs> Fair enough. but you have to look at what you physically own in order to fly or what you're willing to purchase um and then look at your factions so like if you're wanting to fly cis the majority of the cis meta is going to be a swarm base list um there are some two and three ship lists but the majority of it is going to be droid swarms and bombers and things like that um, if you're looking at a rebel list, obviously a lot of rebel lists are heavy on hit points. They're super tanky. They rely on the synergy of the pilots working together. Uh, Empire, kind of like CIS, uh, runs a lot of swarmy lists, but they also have a lot of really ace pilots as well. Um, so once you figure out what faction you want to fly, uh, then the next is what type of list do you want to run? Uh, what is your play style personally? Are you more of an ace player where you're flying small base ships with high agility uh, and trying to arc dodge and, you know, fly those high-end ships uh, with the named pilots? Are you wanting to be a swarm and just try to overwhelm your opponent with a lot of, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, um, you know, utilizing your, your numbers uh, to just overtake your opponent? Um, are you wanting to fly midships, so getting a couple of big bases or a couple of medium bases and some small bases as support? Uh, last week in Bespin, we saw a kind of a middle middle ground list uh, actually take the whole thing using Scum Han with two tugs and um, I want to say Fen Rao was the, yes. was the final list there. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that doesn't appear in the meta very often, but... Uh, that brings you to the third piece of this, and that is, what do you want to fly? That's that's the next piece, is looking at pilots, looking at ships. You have the meta, right? You have the lists, the popular lists that everybody flies. Uh, you have all of those capabilities. But the reality is, if I fly an ace list, I'm going to lose every time. I don't have the mentality for the arc dodging. I'm more of a, a knife fight type player. I want to get in. I want to throw dice. I want to be aggressive. I'm not the faint in and then faint back out to, to avoid engagement. So you really have to play to your strengths and build a list that fits your playing style. Um, if anybody else had flown that scum Han list, I don't think it would have gotten undefeated all the way to the finals. I think that it had a lot to do with the player, how he reacted to the board state, how he reacted with his known ship lists and everything there. Um, and again, you're looking at 
are you going to fly meta? Are you going to stick with what works and what people have proven worked in, in tournaments? Are you going to fly the Nantech Swarm, the Droid Swarm, the TIE Swarm? Are you going to fly aces with Soontir Vader and the Inquisitor or Soontir Vader and another X1? Um, are you going to run Synergy and run, you know, the Rebel Hera A-Wing passing focus tokens to other ships and using that that Synergy that they have there? Um, ultimately, ultimately, when it comes to list building, most of my lists, I try to stay as far away from the meta as possible or used a meta list as a blueprint and then try and piece in things that I think sound fun. It's uh, like I'm not going to go... A, oh, they oh. do have a word for that, though. So if you use an, if you use that other list, it's called... Well, they call it in card billing net decking. Um, okay. So in X-Wing, it would probably be net listing, I guess. It's, it's, it's the same concept, though. Sure. Um, like, for me, one of the major lists that I have flown with reasonable success that I stole from somebody else... Uh, was not my idea, but it was running Django Fett with either Brewercret or Chertek in the Nantex, depending on whether it's hyperspace or extended, uh, and then General Grievous. Uh, not going into too many details, because I don't want to tip my hand before the tournament, uh, but I am looking at building a scum variant of that um, for hyperspace uh, and seeing how it works in comparison to how the CIS list works. Um, so a lot of time, uh, when you're looking at it, it's you're either going to build a meta list, you're going to build your own original list, maybe using meta as inspiration, or you're going to throw caution to the wind and you're going to build a list that looks like fun. Uh, one thing that I've always said to people that are playing in a tournament, play something that you enjoy playing. Most tournaments are going to be six rounds for day one. Uh, if it's a single day tournament, you're looking six rounds for cut and then easily another four or five rounds uh, in the cut. Um, so when you do the math on that at an hour and 15 per round, plus a meal break, you're going to be playing X-Wing for eight, eight to, to 12 hours. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's two day <clears throat> tournament, you're doing eight hours the first day and another four to six on the second day, play something that's fun, play something that you enjoy, play something that is going to bring you enjoyment out of playing it. Cause if you're just flying to win and you're flying something that isn't fun for you, it's going to be a really long, really boring day. Uh, so bring something that makes you smile. Bring something that, that might change the meta. Don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, just because nobody's done it before doesn't mean it doesn't work. Uh, maybe you discover a combo, uh, for instance, in our tournament last week, um, the game where John played against Chris. He flew um, Dalen Oberos in the Star Viper with advanced sensors. And being able to advance sensor a focus onto him and then do his maneuver and stress to rotate 90 degrees so he's always pointing at ships. That's a really strong ability that doesn't appear in the meta because the Star Viper is not really a meta ship right now. Uh, they're really expensive. Uh, the most you can fit is forks. Um, and really, there's only three named pilots. There's Guri, who is an I-5, uh, Dalen Oberos, who's an I-4, and Prince Shizor, who is an I-4. And of the three of those, if I'm spending the points, I'm going to go Gurry all day, every day. But maybe Dalen, paired with a couple of other ships, might unlock something that nobody planned for. And it gives you that element of surprise. Um, so when building lists, look at what you physically own and what you can, you know, what you can put on the table. I have six uh, Star Vipers. I'll never be able to field six Star Vipers because they don't fit into a list. Um, but those are the ships that I like. Are I you love sure? the Star Viper. Are you sure? 
What's I'm going to look that up. Four, four, four generics is the max you can fit. Four generics point wise is the max you can fit into a scum list, I believe. Man, we got to reduce the points of those of those star vipers I, for you. I agree wholeheartedly, one hundred percent, Chris. I am backing that campaign promise. Uh, the I two Black Sun Enforcer is forty five points. The I three Black Sun Assassin is forty eight points. Um, so you're still looking at really, really close to to 50 points a ship. So you're only fitting four of the generic pilots in there. Um, you might be able to get... No, maybe. Can you get Gurry and... Give me just a second here. Gurry and... How many I3s? Can you do that? Yeah, you can get Gurry and three of the I2s uh, for 199 No upgrades, just static forces... Um, you can drop from Guri to Dalen and run Dalen at I4 uh, with three of the I3s and be at 198. Um, it's 192 for four of the I3s, and it's 180 and some change for um, four of the I, uh, I2s. So you can fit a couple upgrades in there, but you're not getting more than four of them on a list, uh, unfortunately. I would love a Star Viper Swarm. I would love nothing more than to see six Star Vipers barrel roll using the bendy barrel roll and kind of drip, you know, Tokyo drifting their way into position. I mm -hmm. think that would be amazing. Um, but I fly a lot of jank lists, um, and jank is just when you piece stuff together and hope to pray it works, and then it winds up working, and people are like, wow, that's crazy. Um, so, so, quick question I'll, for you, though. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna degrade, I'm degrade this a little bit because that, that's what, that's my special. So, if we said you want to run six of them because that's what you own, right? I would love, I would love to run six. So, what would your like? Do they all have to have advanced sensors, or are you just saying, hey, let me run six of them naked? So, if I could build them the way I want them, I would put Guri. I would have the I. No, 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 no. That's not a swarm. Now you're see what you're doing now, Charlie. Like, so we're. We're just saying, hey, you want to run six of these because that's what you have. Okay. You... Well, then if I'm doing six generics, I would run six of the I2s. And I would leave them just at that. Okay. They so... don't have to have upgrades. It'd be nice if I could fit like an advanced sensors or a, an FCS on them. Um, but I don't have to have it. So I'm going to say, so because I'll take you on the, I'll take a challenge with this, right? Let's we'll, we'll okay. put a little challenge out there. That's 270 points naked. Naked is 270. As yep, long as I get to naked. spend the same point cost in any other faction, I'll run any other faction against yours, swarm versus swarm. Done. I mean, all right. No we got a game. We got a game. Are we keeping, are we keeping six, six ships or do you no. have the 270 to spend? On I got 270 point? to spend. Because we know that's what you're going to do. Yeah. I'm not going to run six <laughs> ships. You know how many, you no, want to know how many uh, CIS uh, droids I can get in there? No more than I, eight to answer your question. <laughs> I could probably the run. Other rule that that Charles hasn't discussed. No more than eight. Oh yeah, you can't. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're already going over the two hundred point limit, then the no more than eight kind of goes out the window. Well, I don't want to watch him set twelve dials, so <laughs> no more than eight. <laughs> oh come on, how am I gonna? There's no way then. There's no way those events. Those no way. Those things would take almost anything off the board. Even at an I two, with six of that's how that's how good those are. You can't feel like you you'd feel eight tubs with like 
proton bombs and like everything because you can fit so many. I was gonna say even yeah. if you did the We're, drones, we are the far Trade beyond Federation drones. You can here, guys. get we need thirteen for bring it back. <laughs> yep, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Snap so, it back <laughs> again with with bringing it back to list building. It it a lot of it comes down to flavor. A lot of it comes down to personal taste and what you want to do. Um, I am more of a personal flair kind of guy. I don't like to fly the meta if I can get away from it. Um, but I'm also not above doing a random match with somebody that I find in Discord and seeing a list that looks really, really awesome and just playing it because it looks like fun. Um, I, I'll be honest with you guys, at average, I'm a 3-3 player. Um, I'm not top cut. I'm not the 4-2-5-1 player. Uh, but I'm also not bottom. I'm not going 0-6 in, in a tournament. I'm not going 1-5. Sometimes 2-4, but on average 3-3. Three three. So I'm, I'm a middle-of-the-pack player. Um, and I think that's just because I like playing what I want to play rather than what the meta says to bring. Um, so overall, I mean, if you're building lists, build, build for you. Uh, and let us know how it works out. Oh, uh, just real quick then. So I'm kind of what I'm kind of hearing is, is like build with what you have, build to your strengths, build what you want to play. Uh Mostly, obviously, the, you can look for meta and look for things that you might also want to learn to play. But from what I'm seeing is, and from what I'm hearing you say is, is the basics of list building for you are play what you like, play what you have, and play to your strengths. Yep. I mean, if you want to boil it down to two options with list building, you build to win or you build for fun. Sometimes you get lucky and they overlap in that Venn diagram and you have that sliver in the middle where what you play or, you know, winning and fun overlap each other, like with the Scum Han list or uh, earlier pre-show, uh, you know, in the green room, uh, we were talking about that Amelin Holdo list. That is one of those really odd Venn diagrams where the jank list that is just crazy fun to fly is so left field that nobody is prepped for it and it just runs the table. Um, but you either are building for fun or you're building to win. Um, and that's really what it boils down to. And did we discuss, uh, the, the like major overarching rules? I'm so sorry. It was like, there's a few people. Oh, no. So with, with the list building, thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. Um, currently tournament list building, you have hyperspace or extended, uh, extended is everything that has been released, uh, since the beginning of 2.0. Um, plus all your 1.0 ships uh, that haven't been released yet uh, that were converted with the conversion kits that we all bought. Uh, hyperspace is the six-month-ish revolving list of changing pilots, upgrades, point, you know, point values, um, whatever they want to do uh, to keep the, the meta fresh. Uh, generally, your list is 200 points is the limit. Uh, it must be at least two ships and no more than eight ships uh, in order for it to be a tournament legal list. Um, obviously, if you're playing for fun with you and your buddy at home, build 400 points, field the table with six large base ships and see what you can do. Um, fly epic, get you you know the, the epic style ships. Um, but for actual tournament play or at your LGS for like a, uh, a league night or something, generally it's going to be between two and eight ships. 200 points or less. Um, if you're building to go first, uh, you want to undershoot that 200 points because as we discussed in one of our previous Academy 101 segments, any point that you're below 200 is a point towards your bid 
to choose whether you're first or second player. Um, beyond that, build for fun, build to win, build with what you have at home, um, or if your buddy's going to let you borrow ships, or if you're going to purchase them. Um, but build, enjoy it. It's a process, just like with any game that you play that has a competitive side. Um, it's a painstaking progress, full of stress, full of frustration, and trial and error. Um, but ultimately, it's a lot of fun to get with your friends and have a lot of fun destroying little plastic ships. All right. Before we get into our next segment, and I'm sorry, I, I know I'm off topic, and, and, and this is a habit of other things I've done. I can fit seven Bactoid HMP ships with repulsor lifts for 259 or I could fit six of them kitted. Just so you know. Bring it. I'm bring under it. eight. You'll bring, hey, bring your side-moving droids. I'll bring my side-moving Star Vipers, and we'll see where this goes. Right. I am in for this. All right. All right. And then you can also do that. So just to bust all those rules, do whatever you want because it's a game and have fun. There you but go. But if you're playing in a tournament, two to eight, 200 points. And yeah. Yep. And I think just to add on to this, and I, and I know that, like I said, it's a sidegression. I, I don't mean to throw us off topic, but it, I think it's fun because, you know, the idea here is, is, you know, we're not, if we can't have a little bit of fun and you can ask Matt, because Matt, let me do this. When the def the defenders, you cannot fit three defenders in a list at once. And that's the Imperial defender. Oh, I could probably bring it up on the screen. Can I, Matt? Actually. Yeah, I can do that. Hold on. In, give me a in 1.0, you could fit three <laughs> three defenders in a list, and it was broke as all get out, which is why in 2.0 they've pointed them to the point where you can't fit three of them yeah. on a list. So what's what, what's the name of the defender, Matt? Actually, that bad. Tie is defender. It a, is it, it is a Delta? Yeah, what's the name of the pilot though? Oh, uh, let me find out. Here it is. Um, so it's a Delta Delta Squadron pilot. Yeah. So they come in at a, at a high enough point value. You cannot put three of them in a list. You're one point off. That's it. And Matt and I, Matt actually let me do this. He let me play three of these basically naked against, I don't know what list. I don't even remember what list we played, but it was, again, it's a standard list. Yeah, just whatever Matt was playing. I think he was playing FO at the or first order, sorry, at the time. Sure. So, but it was a fun, you know, this was a fun jaunt into things, right? We, we had fun doing it. We broke the rules a little bit. But it's just us. It's just yeah. us playing that game in our house. And, and the point right. of the show, right, is to give you tips and hints if you want to play legally. But I mean, for Christ's sake, if you want, like Charles, you want to build a 300 point list, great. Go ahead and do it. But it's just, you ain't going to go to a, an, L, an LGS and, and have anybody play yeah. with you typically. I will Unless tell you guys this I've played in multiple tournaments at LGS. Uh, in Grand Rapids, there used to be a place called Big Kids Games over on, uh, I think it was over on Leonard. Um, and they had a tournament where they called it the Clone Wars Rules. So there was no such thing as unique. You could fly as many of a unique pilot as you wanted to fit into. Uh, this was pre 2.0, so it was yeah, a 100-point list at that point. I flew two Jumpmasters with Dengar Pilot that also had Dengar Crew. And it was bro it was broken. Someone brought, yeah, it was broken. Someone brought two decimators, and each decimator had uh, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, they had Palpatine on them, so you could have two palps. It was crazy, but that's the fun. That's the fun is you're able to to go outside of the conventional rules of the game. Um, Chris, you were looking at a tournament where they wanted you to build uh, with all female. 
yep. uh, to fly to fly an entire list of female. I've flown during COVID in a tournament where it was you could only have one of any chassis, uh, and they had to be generic pilots. So there's so many different tournament style rules that you can build into as long as you know you're adhering to the rule of the tournament you're playing in. Build to your heart's content. And that's that's really what it boils down to for me as a player is enjoying it. Because if you play this game and you don't enjoy it, I think you're missing the point. All right, Matt, you were going to say something? Agree? Talking? <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Why don't we go ahead and let's move into our next segment. Rebel Hangar Cadets. So in this segment, we're going to help players build list mechanic using mecha different mechanics and pieces that uh, will give you kind of a decent flying list that you'll be able to play with um, on a table at a local tournament um, or just kind of for fun if you want to, you know, kick the crap out of your friends. You know, again, for example, three defenders. There you go. You know, or Charles and his Torkelmux garbage. Um <laughs> anyway, so Matt's going to go ahead and take us through building a list tonight. And actually, uh, give me a second, and I actually should bring up that um, screen instead of saying I'm going to do that. And and another thing, too, that building uh, Rebel, we right? haven't been... Yep, Rebel tonight. Yeah, I'm going to do a Rebel list, and I have my sight set on it. Uh, also, we use it a lot, so I'm going to do a quick shout-out. Uh, Yasby 2.0. Uh, you haven't used it it's very very good for building squads as we've talked about building squads all day that's where i build all of mine i know that chris uses that all the time probably charles as well it's pretty much our tool of choice so thank you to rathos out there uh but yes yasby 2.0 uh definitely worth a look let me know whenever you're ready chris and we'll discuss it but i've been thinking about uh a synergy list, like a rebel synergy list. And I know Charles talked about it a little bit. So synergy basically is how one piece functions off of another piece, off of another piece, how they all work together really well and how they can use that to actually function uh, and make themselves uh, a, a effective squad, right? So uh, that's one thing that we've been working on uh, a lot of is, is the synergies and trying to actually make a list that will function quite well in, in a group and as a whole. Rebels usually excel at what I like to, at what you would call a synergy grouping. Um, so they're basically pieces that do work with one another really well. Uh, let me see if I can give an example. Uh, so one of the examples is like a Jake Farrell, which I will be putting in a list. I guarantee it. We're going to start with that tonight. But uh, Jake, for instance, uh, gives a focus away, right? So it's that ability to help one another. Uh, I'm going to do this to give you give you a hand. Uh, Torkoal Mux, so we talk about how much we hate him. He can be a linchpin or the synergy of a list, right? By taking everything down to, like an enemy down to level zero, initiative zero, your initiative ones are officially higher than him and then can take out, uh, take out, take out that person so there's your synergy right there okay um so chris uh you're we're, we're set to go looks like mm -hmm. all right so uh like i said i'm gonna build a rebel list and like i said i am going to put jake farrell in there because jake farrell in an a-wing 
is probably one of the strongest pieces in a rebel list. And when you are looking for a synergy list and a uh, a friend helping friend list, Jake Farrell in the A-Wing is a, for me, a pretty much insta-add. So we'll start with Jake. And then right now, with the newest meta, something that else also is quite strong, is Harrison Dula in the A-Wing. Uh, Rebel A-Wing. So uh, a lot of people will say broken. I'm all fine with that. You can fly a broken piece on the table. Ain't nothing wrong with flying a broken piece. Uh, as long as you're the one flying it, not your opponent. Just joking. All but right. uh, <laughs> so, so can you read Hera's card? Sure. Uh, so Hera has had an a um, has had an errata. So uh, while another friendly ship at range one to two defends or performs an attack, you may transfer one of your focus tokens, evade tokens, or locks to that ship. And I believe they eroded it, and that's not it. So it's during the uh, during the dice modification step you may do that it's not been yes. changed on rathos which is surprising to me but anyways it is um yep so that is what it is so during the def so during the the what do you call it the modified dice steps so basically when you're like uh, you, you know modified dice is when you're changing your dice so if you, if you need a focus, Hera can give you a focus. Use the focus. You need to re-roll the dice. Hera has a lock. Hera can throw you the lock. You can re-roll all the dice. Yep. And you just, cannot use them for the requirements of, of uh, like the weapon. Sorry, Chris, yeah. what was that? I was going to say, like, the, the reason why it got eroded was because of this. Because proton rockets, and I'll scroll down to it in a second, or cluster missiles, I guess. I guess we're, you know. Cluster missiles, yeah, proton, but, proton bombs. The, uh, I'm sorry, proton torpedoes. Doesn't really matter if, if something requires yep. a uh, like a lock or a focus. Uh, Hera cannot provide the required lock or focus for those weapons. Yep. So everybody, that's that's where the errata came in, and that's what's going on there. Yep. And if you look here on your card, it's going to have this verbiage on here. It's going to say attack and have it a symbol. The idea is, is that symbol is the requirement to use that munition. So like with bombs, it's, you don't have that. But with missiles, torpedoes, uh, rockets, um, whatever you have that shoots, almost always will have that. If it doesn't have it, then you don't have to use that. So that was the, you know, the, the meta breaking thing is Hera could t take a lock. Jake could pass Hera a focus. You could shoot with either a proton rocket, which requires having a focus. Or cluster missiles, which requires having a target lock, and Harry just can give you whatever. So it eliminated you even having to plan. You didn't have to plan. You didn't have to do anything. You just like right. you showed up and go, "Hey, Harry, give it to me." And so that's that was a little farther beyond broken, I think, than um, they cared to right. <laughs> cared to have it legally. So there was so. a lovely, lo lovely community uh, sadness on that one. But either way, uh, she's still probably broken. Uh, so likely looking at those points raising in the future, but they're not currently raised, so enjoy using her while you can. Uh, next, uh, we are going to throw a Sokotano out there in the Rebel A. A very solid piece. Uh, definitely, uh, so we're adding two pilots from the newest pack over there. I'm fine with that. She is a very solid pilot and very consistent with the three force because she has three force, which is amazing on the Sokotano. And then the last piece I think I want to add is I want to add an X-Wing for a little extra punch. So I'm going to add Garvin Drees in the X-Wing. 
So uh, real quick, going to read uh, Jake Farrell. So I because I didn't read him either. After you perform a barrel roll or a boost action, you may uh, give a friendly ship at range zero to one a focus action. Action being the key word there. And as you recall, a bear, a uh, a wing can uh, also use vectored thrusters, which is after you perform an attack or, or sorry an action, you may perform a red boost action. So. In essence, Jake can barrel roll, give himself a focus, boost, and give somebody within range 0 to 1 of him a focus action as well, uh, which I'll discuss the difference between token and action in a minute here, but we'll, we'll real quick do that one. We read Hera. Uh, Ahsoka is after you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range 1 to 2. You can spend two of her three force... That allows that ship to perform an action even while stressed. So basically, it is what we call a soft, uh, uh, not calculate, but soft, um, wow, coordinate. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, and it is one to two, so it's the standard coordinate range. The only difference is you can't do it at zero, but you, if you are at zero, you likely didn't, you know, fully execute. And then Garvin Drees, uh, after you spend a focus token, you may choose one friendly ship at range one to three, and that ship gains a focus token. So very good with Hera's passing ability. Hera can pass a focus to him. He can use it and then pass that, give that focus right back to Hera. So it's basically a constant recharge for Hera if it's used that way. Okay, so there's our synergy, guys. So you have Jake giving fo focus actions. You have Hera giving away focus or, or locks, whichever it happens to be. And then you have Ahsoka Tano giving away actions. And then you have Garvin Drees giving away focus tokens. So focus, focus, focus. Lots and lots. So that's what we call a synergy list. No piece is exactly a linchpin. Losing any one of them is bad. But losing none of them will stop the list from actually being a cohesive force. All right, so... Um, we still have room for some kit, so always fun to add kit, right? So, let's see here. What are you thinking, guys? Anything well, coming to mind? you know prockets are what everybody puts on, on, on the A-Winks. Now, the question becomes, which is more important? You know, locks or prockets, so you also have thread tracers. But prockets are almost always... A, a dedicated thing, and if you put them on Ahsoka, you have a different method to shoot them um, versus right. like a Jake or a Hera. Right. So with yeah, so with Ahsoka, uh, so I, I will go ahead and put a proton rockets on all of them. You're you're right. It's a solid weapon, uh, and it's there for a good reason. Focuses. We're, we're we got focuses galore, but Ahsoka, if she can take an evade, she has three force to back up that evade token. So. What you can add to Ahsoka, and it's only a one-point upgrade, is the Force Upgrade Instinctive Aim. It's not something you've seen often, but it is a really quick, really easy, really nice setup that you can put on there. It allows her to uh, use the Force, one Force, to ignore any focus or lock requirement of a munition, which is awesome. Yeah. And you, you again, you do not see that almost ever. Like it's not a very played thing. But I could tell you, if I were playing like Inquisitors in Empire, I would probably run that 
just because of the pure sure. fact that it allows you, you know, it allows it's you it. to shoot without having to take a focus. For sure. That's the really good way of doing it too. And you can definitely run those prockets on there with the instinctive aim. You don't even have to have a focus. You can basically run an evade on that and still have all you need. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I have 13 points still available. So uh, proton rockets. Proton rockets on Garvin Drees. Carl, sound good to you? Deadly. This rebel horribleness. None of this sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, you've been across the table of it plenty of times, right? I mean, an X-Wing with proton rockets is, is a pretty damaging piece. Mm. I think an X-Wing without proton rockets is pretty damaging. I think the reason that proton rockets are so powerful on your A-Wings is the double reposition capabilities. Um, with the X-Wing, you have to be able to maneuver your servo mortars to work at the exact turn that you need to be able to... It requires a lot more planning to get them off with an X-Wing than it does uh, with an A-Wing just because of the maneuverability the A-Wings have. Uh, if you want my honest opinion in that list, um, I don't know who I would pull out for it, but I'd probably put the HWK um, so that you can pass um, Hera's... Can, Hera can take um, an evade instead of a focus token. Uh, and then as Garvin is passing it around, you can swap the evade into a focus token and add to the synergy. Um, I forget the pilot. I think it's uh, Kyle Katarn. I think, is that? Could be. Hold on. Oh, you got me. No, you know what ship it's in? Yeah, it's that HWK. Hawk. Uh, Hawk. You just say Hawk next time. <laughs> uh, Kyle, uh, at start of engagement, you may transfer one of your focus tokens to a friendly ship. Uh, so when you, Janors, it's Janors. Oh, J yeah, Janors oh, crew. Wait, on wait, Kyle Katarn. No, 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 no. It's Kyle Katarn. Yeah, it's Kyle Katarn with Janor crew. Okay, so that's that's a um, Janor crew. But, 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 but that's a this is this is a fat piece. So just so you know. Oh no, I'm not. And again, I said like I said, something has to come out of the list that you're currently flying. Um, but it's I mean, it's, it's thirty. It's it's, so. Oh yeah, it's thirty-three points to fit that. that in. You could swap out Jake with proton rockets for this, uh, and then use this in con in conjunction with Garvin and Hera to be a token generation it's passing 49. machine. Yeah. So if you drop um, Jake and drop drop Jake, drop proton rockets. Oh yeah, you want Moldy That's Crow. That's interesting. There, yeah. Yeah, because you want Moldy Crow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, yeah. I mean, and that's another way of going. Uh, and that's also solid, guys, because um, you basically are charging. There's a lot there, right? So that gives you. So basically, Kyle Katarn says at the start of engagement, you may transfer one of your focus tokens to a friendly ship in the firing arc. If you have Moldy Crow, you get a front firing arc, and then it has a mobile firing arc. So basically, in 180 degrees, at range zero to three of that ship, you can transfer focus tokens. Well, you also have the um, Moldy Crow. So Moldy Crow lets you stockpile two focus tokens anyways. So it's presumably possible to move, take a focus, so three focus tokens, and then give one of those focus tokens away. Uh, anytime also with Jin or so, who is a, a, if a friendly ship at range zero to three would gain a focus token, it may gain a one evade token instead. So if you take a focus action, you can basically have a 
evade action instead. Anytime a token is switched, it can be used for anything. So anytime uh, Hera, for instance, throws a focus token, it can appear on the next ship as a evade token through Rebel Magic. That also works quite well. Uh, uh, with so Garvin, that would be with Garvin. When you spend your focus, you get another focus. If you're, if that's your shot, and the evade seems better, then he can use Jin when he allows that ship to gain another focus token uh, sure. to swap that into an evade. So you have endless amounts of of token swapping between that list um, okay. for you know for Ahsoka and for Hera to just have a plentiful day of of firing as much as they need to. They did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's also good. I'm going to stick with mine for right now for one simple reason. Because um, mine's hyperspace legal. Oh, oh. Not only is it extended, but it's also hyperspace. And not, 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 for any, not for any other real reason other than right now, we are looking at uh, facing down some hyperspace challenges and some hyperspace tournaments coming up. So, Fair uh, enough. You know, might as well. And having the ability to do both is kind of nice. So it's a, and it, and again, what Charles just suggested is very solid as well. There's, it, it, the the point is is if you're going to take out one of these ships to add another ship that is equally strong, uh, is a good way of doing it, and also equally able to pass around tokens, pass around the ability to pass tokens. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to real quick discuss one of the interactions here. Jake, Jake, Jake Farrell gives a focus action. So anytime Jake gives a focus action to any of the ships, depending on which one. Now, the, the X-Wing has to have the, the servo motors flipped to closed. But if it does, when you, when you do your focus action, you can use the linked action to do a red boost from Garvin Drees, and anytime you take an action with an A-Wing, you are allowed to do a red boost action as well. So if you do a blue maneuver directly thereafter, you completely clear that stress, and you're allowed to do your focus action too. So you can kind of do a coordinated focus boost action. It's very, very neat. So I'm definitely happy to see to see those work that way. So I think that's a very strong list. So, and a lot of, a lot of interaction. Anybody else have thoughts? I think that's a, I think that's a solid play, no matter which way you go, whether you go with Jake or you go with the Hawk. I think they're uh, both really good for the synergy of that list. Fair enough. And I think I agree with that. I mean, I've actually played Matt against a similar list like that. He's been kind of playing with it really since Hera came out. Um, it was funny when we we bought the packs when they released and played the opening day, and I chose uh, Nash Windrider and Vader and the Defender to play, <laughs> and Matt chose Ahsoka and Hera to play. Um, mm -hmm. I think we played a couple of games that way because I play a lot. Of, I do play a lot of Empire and a lot of um, Separatists. Those are really more of my factions um, when it comes to uh, main staple play. So. With that being There's said, one more thing though, Chris, I did want to quickly mention, and because we just talked about what you own, so I did want to mention the fact that this list can be bought with a with a core set, 
with the newest expansion. I don't remember the name of it. Help me out there, gentlemen. You guys oh, that. the Rebel Squad. Is that the Phoenix Squadron Pack? Phoenix Cell Squadron Pack. Yep, perfect. Yep. And then one extra A-Wing. So uh, that can be owned with, uh, that's $120. And if you go to most of your local game stores, you can usually get somewhere in that realm. If you put that all down in front of them, I, most of them will give you a 20% off. Uh, not saying guaranteedly, but it's possible. Uh, if you go to your local you know, game store here in Grand Rapids, I think you can get it. So either way, uh, that's twenty per like one hundred twenty dollars all in. You have that as a as an as the ability to put onto the uh, onto the table, and that is, I think, a competitive list. I think you could you could take that to your local game store, and I think you could actually have <laughs> success flying that. Yeah, I think so too. Side note: Matt only lost by three points when we played, so just so you know. Now, he will tell you I roll hot, and so will my kid. Everybody will tell you my dice are hot. I don't agree with it because in person I've only won. Uh, I have never won a tournament in person. So, regardless, I mean it was. I it was a little different list, uh, slightly different. Yeah, yet you have never won a tournament in person yet. I was going to say, you've only played we one. Have lots of, I was say, we have lots of practice before LVO, buddy. we got lots of time to practice before LVO. Well, i got to be careful because I bought the Sunday event. So, I mean, if I make cut for whatever weird reason, then i gotta, I got to give up my Sunday ticket to play in the fun Fly Better tournament, which at the end of the show, I think we'll go ahead. Maybe we'll bring that up at the end of the show. That would probably be a fun little plug for LVO. So, Absolutely. with that being said, why don't we transition into our next segment, What Churns My Dials? So tonight, I'm going to take the What Churns My Dial segment because I have another, another passion that I do not like. Not quite as much as Torkelmux, pretty close folks and it's it actually comes in the form of an upgrade card so tonight we're going to talk about out maneuver and we're going to go ahead and why don't we bring that up so let's I know see that here. one by heart i bet you do because i bet you fly it on every <laughs> one of your stupid star vipers i sh- i try how do you spell maneuver there it is. M A N U V E R. All right. Let's see if we can make that card size a little bit bigger there. There we go. So when you perform a forward attack out of your front arc, if you are not in the defender's firing arc, so the it does not say the defender's front firing arc, it says the defender's arc. And hence, as you just heard with Moldy Crow, it gives you a 180 shot. And it's kind of the same thing with you're getting a 270 shot from a HP, a HMP gunship in the droid swarm. So there's several so ships. You're getting that- 180. 180. You're getting 270 out of the uh, Star Fortress that you've There flew. you go. Yep. You're um, right. But you're only getting 180 with, with, with HMP. Yeah, I wish they had 270s. That'd be amazing. But. Um, the, yeah, you're right. So you're getting the, the larger arc. So this says if you're not in their arc, the defender rolls one fewer defense die. Now, you're going to ask me, why do I not like this card? 
And I'm going to say it's not that I actually do not like the card per se, because I'll tell you what, when I put it on Soon Fell, I love this card. I don't put it on Soon Fell very often, but I have done that in the past. I do genuinely like this card on Soon Fell. But the problem I have with this card is if, if you are not running an ace metal list, this card can actually decimate a ship in one turn. So think of Soon Fell. Barrel roll, boosting right behind you, and then you get one less dice. So if you're in an X-Wing, you only got two green dice, now you're getting one less. If he took his target lock on you the turn before, or if Hera magically could give Soonseer Fell a, tar- a, a focus, even though it's a different faction, but you know, you know what I'm saying. If you can get another f- focus token from somebody else, or anything like that, you immediately immediately will be able to um, have modified dice on somebody's rear attack, and you have a probability of taking that ship out because you're an I-6, which next week we're going to cover initiative um, for our basically our inaugural episode is the initiative order of things because that's a, extremely important to everything else. So everything we've been doing is building up to discussing initiative per se. Um, but that's why, for me, outmaneuver when you put it on an ace, and I understand aces have to have some sort of an advantage, but I believe personally outmaneuver can give that ace an extremely better advantage. And for me, when I play like a casual list or casu- other casual list, the bigger issue I have with it is the fact that I, if you're, if somebody is like playing a metal list and they use outmaneuver and they outmaneuver you, they immediately can just take you off the board and it kind of gives you a negative play experience. So that's how I always see um, some of these cards is, is it an any MPE negative play experience. And, and for me, outmaneuver is similar to that. Now to answer Johnny's question on outmaneuver, do you like to put it on ships that already have a similar ability like grievous or wedge? The answer is almost probably going to be yes. (laughs) Um, I will tell you personally for me on wedge, I would not do that, but that's just me just because I don't use wedge in the same way. Um, somebody that's probably a better ACE player could use it. On Grievous, I will tell you... Fat Wedge is fun. Fat Wedge is fun. General... <laughs> we'll bring General Grievous easy, up on the though. screen. There's yeah, General probably. Grievous. Um, so would you perform a primary attack? If the defender is not in your firing arc, you get to re-roll your two attack dice. So the answer, Johnny, is... And and I gotta, actually got to check. I don't think I've ever ran Grievous without maneuver on him. So we're going to look at that. For me, as a, when I run Grievous, I run Grievous with Solus One and Impervium Plating. Um, that, that's that's talent, my normal. So should be able right. To I just those. I'm just saying points wise. I've never I've never used outmaneuver on him. Yeah. So the thing that that's kind of not being talked about here is that it adds seven points. So seven points is is pretty. You know, I mean, there's a reason why it's seven points. You really got to think about it. Now you're taking an ace. Like Chris is saying, negative play experience, yes. But also, too, uh, you can flip the tables pretty easily by blocking that ace and nuking that ace right away. Uh, that's, a, that's a very heavy pointed card. If you throw seven points on with the ace itself, you're really looking at a pretty heavy, 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 heavy list, heavy, heavy pilot. Yep, so General Grievous with Impervian Plating, Solus 1, and Outmaneuver comes in at 60 points. So Outmaneuver is 6 points on General Grievous. So 
Johnny, that's a that's a good question. I'm going to have to go back and look at some of my Grievous builds. I do wonder if Outmaneuver would be a benefit because, in fairness, Grievous, if you play Grievous right, the goal is to have him shooting at a ship that's not in your arc almost all the time. And, like, that's almost always what you... Because then you don't have to worry about your modifiers in the same way because of his soft... Um, essentially, his soft rerolls or his defensive rerolls or, or anything like that. So... I, that's, a, that's a really good idea. I never thought about that before, but it does put Grievous at a 60-point ship in Separatist, which that's that's a pretty heavy heavy ship. You you, well, you don't yeah, see that very often. Fat Wedge is 60 points as well. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, correction, yes. Uh, Outmaneuver is 6 points. My apologies. I will say that one of the better lists that I've seen Outmaneuver used, I can't fly it. I'll never be able to fly it. My brain doesn't work that way. Shout out to Phil GC, should he ever see this. Um, but that 178 point Fat Gurry with Fearless or without Maneuver Fenral, just those two ships. It's Advanced Sensors outmaneuver Gurry with like Afterburners and the Virago title, and then Fenral without Maneuver. And basically, he flies a two ship ace list with a really deep bid. Um, just so that Guri can always get that bendy barrel roll out of somebody's arc to outmaneuver them and just wreck the day. Um, I always end up losing a ship. It doesn't go well for me. I'm too aggressive of a player. Uh, but his patience and capabilities with that list is insane if you get the yeah. ability to check I that think, out. I think you lost to my Thai Brutes with that, just so you know. When we played, I think so. you did. I, I, sure you I did. agree. Again, I'm not good with it. It's a fun list, but I am not I'm not a planner enough. I'm not a proactive player enough to be able to see where you're going to go to be not where you're going to be pointing. Um, but it's still a fun list to fly. But Outmaneuver is probably one of my favorite upgrades other than Fearless. Uh, when Fearless is available, I'll take Fearless over Outmaneuver because then I don't have to dodge your arc. Then I want to be in your arc. Um, but Either way, I understand your hatred for it, but it's still a good upgrade. It's better than Wedge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. It's not better than Grievous, though. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I can understand it. So, yeah, negative play experience would be your biggest thing. So, negative play experience, though, he's talking about, and you really can. You got you, you to gotta be careful, especially if you're bringing in a new, new person to playing. People who've played... A bunch. You're probably likely not to have to worry about it. People are well aware of what you know how maneuver does, and and they can be prepared for it. But if you are fielding against a new player, like for instance Chris fielding against his son, highly suggest he not use something like out maneuver or torquil mux because you're really going to make a, an upset, you know, group of, uh, of people. Which it's it's a lot, but it yeah it can be it can be a, a very nice tool. Uh, outmaneuver on Echo, for instance, is a very effective tool. Uh, definitely helps out. So there's some there's some real good uses for it. If you can find a spot for it, and you have six points, and you have an ace, I would say fill that slot. If you have a swarm and you have six points, don't even bother. All right. So why don't we go to the last segment for, or well, our next segment, uh, system malfunction.
And on deck, Charles is going to be doing our system malfunction tonight. And Charles is going to talk about defensive rerolls. So when you're flying your ships, um, everybody knows that a target lock gives you the ability to reroll your offensive dice. And we know how strong it can be if your dice don't turn out the way that you want them to turn out uh, to be able to reroll those dice. Um, what's often overlooked, how strong it is to be able to roll your own uh, defensive dice. Uh, we all remember, or at least anybody that's played within the last year, uh, remembers just how strong Boba Fett in the fire spray uh, is because at range one of any enemy ship, he gets to re-roll one die for each enemy ship at range one. Um, so it hits pretty hard. Uh, it's also really hard to kill because that does apply for both offensive re-rolls and defensive re-rolls. Um, so almost every faction, almost every faction, uh, has some sort of a a defensive die reroll. Um, so you know, just kind of looking at some of them uh, for the resistance, uh, there is R two H A. I think it is R two H A is a droid. One second here, sorry. Uh, can you make that a little bigger? Yep, sorry. Chris? Nope, you're good. Thank there you. There you go. That's as big as it gets. Nope, you're good. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> R2HA is while you're you are going to kill RPG rating. That's not, there's nothing bad there. What are you inferring? Anyway, while you defend, you may spend your lock on the attacker to reroll any number of your defense die. So R2HA gives you the ability to use your target lock on either uh, your attack or your defense die uh, in a resistant ship, which is extremely strong. Uh, the next opportunity that you would have uh, is a Republic uh, crew. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, R2HA is not hyperspace legal. Uh, this would only be allowed in an extended tournament. Uh, the next ship is, or the next upgrade would be the C3PO crew uh, for the Galactic Republic. Um, so the C-3PO crew, uh, two seconds, I got to get the exact text. I want to make sure that I read these correctly for everybody. Is while you defend, if you are calculating, you may re-roll one defense die. Uh, after you perform a calculate action, you gain a calculate token. So he gives you the ability to double calculate, almost like a perceptive co-pilot does with its focuses. Um, but giving you the ability, if you have a calculate on you, to always be able to re-roll a defense die. Um, in the Republic, that's a pretty strong capability on any of the ships that allow you to have a crew. Um, what's that, the lat and the... Um... What else? I don't fly Republic. What else gives you crew abilities in the, in the Republic? Uh, you have the, the warthog. Um, so yeah, you have your lat. Um, you're gonna have really uh, the, to fly crew. You got oh the warthog and the arc one seventy, I believe. Okay, because the arc one seventy yep, has one seventy has and and if you run R two D two on the B wing, you have you can you can put a crew on there as well. But C3, you have to run R two D two. 
on the Y-Wing. Yep, they are. They really shine with one another. It's a really good interaction. Fair enough. Because uh, uh, then, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I believe that... Uh, uh, sorry, well, we're off topic a little bit, but I, I'm pretty sure that in the Y-Wing, R2 gives you a free evade if you're in his rear arc. Uh, bu- 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 yep. Uh, if there's an enemy ship in your rear arc as R2, you gain a Calculate token. So... It basically charges C-3PO up. Yep, fair enough. Uh, the next Ooh, that's one that nasty. We can... Yeah, that looks fun. I don't, I don't fly the Y-wing, the Republic Y-wings very much, but that, especially at an I-2, would be pretty strong. Um, for and that is uh, C-3PO is hyperspace legal. Uh, for Commander Pyre is a First Order crew. Um, who is hyperspace legal? Um, Del Mi- and don't worry about pulling these up, Chris. Uh, Del Mico is an Empire hyperspace pilot. Uh, for a Nantex specific upgrade, you have Gra- Gravetic deflection uh, available in the hyperspace. Uh, the Falcon title, which I'll be honest, I've flown against Johnny a couple times, and he had the Falcon title. I don't know very many people uh, that fly the Falcon with taking an evade token. So if you had a way to get an evade token onto the Falcon without gimping its offensive output, um, like, you know, passing with Hera Hera or something like that. Yep. Uh, Passing with Hera or something like that would really make that Falcon title shine. Or Gavin Uh, and Jan. Garvin. Could you just put Jan or Jan, not Jan or Jan Eris. There you go. Jen Er yep, that word. Could you just put her on Lando? Probably. You can. You could. But if I don't know if she's hyperspace. I think I think then you give up um the the normal Han Rebel build has uh is it Bistan that gives you the double tap yep. capability. So you'd lose Bistan in order to be able to re-roll your defensive dice, which to be fair, on the Falcon, your defensive dice is one green, so it does give you an extra fifty fifty shot if you blank out. Um, yeah, Jin Erso hyperspace. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Solus One on the CIS, uh, which is the title for General Grievous's ship. Uh, and then we get into, you have your Rebel Han pilot. So with Rebel Han, this is probably one of the crazier abilities in the game, uh, in my opinion, as a scum player. Um, beings that if you're at range 0 to 1 of an obstacle, uh, that's a gas cloud, a... Um, asteroid or a um, debris field, um, you can re-roll all of your dice. Now, the downside is is it is all of your dice. Uh, but if your dice roll poorly, uh, which mine routinely do, um, being able to re-roll all of them and not have them count, this is the key, they don't count as a re-roll for other game purposes. So if you blanked out you could spend your Han reroll, reroll all of your dice, and then again blow a target lock to reroll the remaining dice that still didn't agree with you. Um, and that's offense or defense. You can use that, and there's no charge, there's no token requirement. You just need to be near a rock, uh, which with a Falcon is really easy to do. Um, you have Sirisu in the M3A, uh, which I love using. Uh, in conjunction with a uh, a fang fighter or with a fire spray, uh, just to give it that defensive reroll. 
Obviously, the aforementioned Boba Fett gets them. Uh, Rose Tico uh, in the Resistance uh, allows you to do it, as well as the Scum Lando crew uh, and the Scum Lando pilot for the... Um, is it the customized YT-1300? Modified. You're talking about... Which one is it? Are you talking about the Scum? Yeah, Scum is customized, Rebel is modified, modified. and uh, Scavenged is the Resistance one. You got it. But yeah... Lots of options that you don't see played quite a bit. Um, out of all of those, I would say the ones that I have seen most often um, are Solus One uh, on Grievous, and that's really about it. Uh, most of these are not really hyperly used in the current meta. Maybe Gravetic Deflection on a Nantex Swarm potentially, but I think that's points. I think that's really points heavy for a Nantex Swarm. Um, but I can tell you that anyone that's faced Boba or for instance, Boba. let's, let's use the, the ill-fated Ace of Legend for the scum, Fen Rao, being able to have him at range one of say Sarisu. So you're rolling four red dice or four green dice, two, three to four green dice, depending on the range, you get to automatically change one, uh, at range one, but at range three, you get to reroll one. And then have a focus potentially. That's a lot of opportunity for you to stay alive with a three uh, three green dice ship. Uh, and anyone that's thrown against a fire spray fire spray with re rolls, you're rolling fifty fifty on each die. Probably going to wind up with one evade and then either a focus or a blank. Uh, being able to re roll that gives you a pretty high chance of evading two damage and remaining un uh, unfettered. Um, it is amazing. Uh, to see those defensive rerolls on a lot of different ships, uh, and it's a lot of fun to uh, play them. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend if you can fit it into a list and you can make it work for you, check out the defensive rerolls. Um, not a lot of people use them, and I think it's really, really strong for a list building technique uh, to be able to do so. Back to you, Chris. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. And like Grievous in Separatist, I hated running him <clears throat> when I first started playing. But you, so you, to, to give you a little history, if you want certain cards, you have to buy that stupid squadron pack that has um, your two droids and your Grievous in there, right? It, that's the only way to get that specific ship is to buy that. And you need at least one of those for for lists. If you're going to run Separatists, you have to own one of them. You just have to. And the funny thing is, is that when you um, buy that, you're going to get two vultures to go along with it. Here's the worst part. They don't come with Discord missiles. <laughs> so you're buying vultures and you don't get the Discord missiles. So now you have to buy the other pack of Discord. So if you're looking at cost efficiency... Do not buy into Separatists unless you only want to play one faction. I will tell you, I made that huge mistake. And it took me over a year to build my collection up to enough where if we want to sit down at a table, I can do it now. I can I can not field four or five HMPs because I stupidly only bought two, but I can field eight vultures. I can field five hyena bombers. I can field um four uh tri fighters you know it's just you can do these things but you have to you have to invest the cash into it and um 
I, I like Separatist <laughs> play value better than I like Scum because they're cleaner. They're not as um, crappy to other players. It has better negative play experiences than Scum has. They have really bad ones. <laughs> Um, better oh negative goodness. play experiences. They have better, worse, worse <laughs> results. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, they're better, bad. Wow. Anyway, can we get a can we get a T shirt that says yes. "better negative play experience" on it? Yes. Can that, can that be our first uh, yeah. our first planning phase syndicate T shirt? Is better <laughs> negative play experience and uh, right. and and for and for the watching audience, I'm going to give you the the color commentary commentation now. Is that uh, he's basically saying that because he flies separatist so doesn't want to think that he gives anybody a negative play experience obviously no matter how overpowered or whatever it may happen to be they're not overpowered not anything not doing anything but i will tell you a negative play experience is pretty much equal across the board i suppose nah nope i disagree with that one but we're gonna agree to disagree and we'll move on because we actually have a few minutes left in the show and i don't know do do we want to do a constructed death star i mean we have enough time and and here good Let's, let's agree if we're going to do it or not, or if we're just going to end the show tonight. How about that? Construct yeah. the Death Star. Raise your hand. Silence. So we, could ask the, we could also ask the crowd. Let's, let's do this. Oh, we got some hey. people in the chat. Yeah. Give me, give me a vote. No vote in the chat, guys. We will stay here. Yes or no. Please vote now. I think we only have a few people, so it's easy enough. <laughs> All right. Um, while we're doing that, I could throw a caveat out. We're going to do, if we're going to do Constructed Death Stars, let's do multi-faction Constructed Death Stars, right? Oh my. And I'll be, I'll volunteer. I'll do, I'll be the first guinea pig yeah, for this. weird though. Multi-faction Constructed Death Stars is going to fuck. Yeah, right? It'll be interesting. Let's try it out. Okay. Uh, okay. Now I'm voting for everybody. Yes, let's just do it. <laughs> all right. I'm in. So, but here we go. While we're loading, while we're loading that up, guys, if you all have the opportunity, whether you're listening to this, hopefully recently, uh, or in the near future, jump over and check out the Las Vegas Open. Uh, it is a miniature gaming convention that happens in Las Vegas. Um, probably going to be the first major uh, premier level in-person tournament that we're going to see uh, post-COVID, I, I think. I don't know that for sure. There could be a bigger one. Maybe AMG or FFG comes into play. Uh, and and swings in with a home run in between now and January, uh, but definitely give them a check out. Uh, they're going to have a two day Friday and Saturday heat with kind of uh, with uh, uh, Fly Better. Uh, the Fly Better podcast guys are going to be doing a uh, like a Sunday uh, gaming as well. So it's a three day event at a miniatures gaming convention. Make sure you guys take the opportunity to check that out. Uh, hope to see a lot of big faces and friends and everybody showing up there. So make sure you give that a shot. And also, uh, in the meantime, check out GSP. Check out the Galactic series that they're running right now. I think we got, what, two weeks before the next one? Yeah, we got two weeks before the next one. So a lot of time to get in there. Yeah, lots of time, guys. All right. Also, well, I, uh, let's do let's do a hyperspace multifaction. Let's 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 trim down that list just a little bit. All right. So here we go. We're gonna do a constructing the Death Star. All right. So here we go. I'll bring my Google Chrome back up. Pick hyperspace. 
So I'm going to run this list. So there you go. So let's go ahead. What's You cannot name factions this time. I'm still going to get some vetoes, but you cannot name factions because it's a multi-faction list, right? So like, I don't, you can't say, well, we're going to, you. how about this? We're going to do this. You can veto one faction each that we will not play. And then every other faction's on the table. I'll, I, I think that's a good rule. Do we agree? Sure. All right. I mean, I, 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 I guess so. It doesn't really matter. Or do you I'll, not uh, want to veto I'll, any I'll faction? I'll veto CIS then. Do you not want to veto any factions? We can leave everything on the table. I'm okay no, with I'll, that. I'll veto CIS. That's fine. Can I veto your veto? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I can veto that, your it. veto or that's his it. veto. That's, that's, your only, that's your only veto. So if you want to use it, then sure. It's up to you, bud. You right. really want CIS, that's fine. Then we still have to give you the ships. <laughs> Alright, Charles, what's yours? Uh, I'm not going to waste my veto on a faction. All right. well, we still get vetoes in the other part of it. Okay, Charles has no oh, qualms. Is is I didn't know that we only get one. So if we only get one, then nah, I, guess, I guess I'm not going to veto CIS. I mean, if we really... If I only ever get one, so I thought we got one for the faction and then one for the one for inside the the building. You know how we well, usually we can, do it. We could do that. So then, yeah, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna nix another faction, uh, since CIS is out, let's keep it uh, modern era and we'll get rid of Republic as well. That's good. All right. So, like um, just so you know, I cannot click hyperspace. So one of you, the two of you, are gonna have to actually do that because. I cannot get ships to not come up. If I click we'll, hyperspace, we'll, we'll it breaks it. That's weird. Okay, we're good. I'm fine with that. Multi-faction. Hyperspace. So okay. do I get to... Can I throw out the first ship? <laughs> sure. Sure. Hey, wait. If you get two vetoes, why do I not get two vetoes? You do. Because you're the you get one. Here. You get one in the faction, and then you get one in the... Okay, well then I'm vetoing Charles's uh, Republic. Okay. So you want Republic? Then. Yeah, okay. that's fine. You can it. have Resistance or take Resistance off the table. I don't care. Or Scum. You take Scum off the table too, for all I care. Actually, I don't know that. Maybe I don't want you to do that. Maybe I kind of want Scum because <laughs> there's some well, scummy. I would want Scum in a multi-faction list if it were me. So my first ship, and you can spend your veto on it if you want on either the ship itself or the pilot. But I think the YV triple six uh, with Moralo Evol. Oh my god! So weird. Why? So okay. Mor Why are so you just Moralo trying to? You're just trying to screw I'm, me. I'm just picking stuff, man. Screw you. Moralo is pretty fun, and he's actually so he's not boss, he but he's still the another pilot of one of those like party buses, which. Are yeah. pretty powerful in the meta right now, so I don't know if I'd say it's that bad. And with Moralo Evol, if you were to flee the battlefield, you can spend one of his two charges. If you do, he's placed in the reserve instead, and at the start of the next planning phase, place yourself within range one of the edge of the play area that you fled from. So you could purposely fly him off the mat, the next turn put him back on, fly at the opposite corner, Fly him off the map again and bring him back on and be behind your opponent's entire list. All right. I'm going to put Zam Crew on him then. Yeah. Fine with me. Probably a good choice. 
I mean, that seems the more lo- logical. Okay, so let me let me ask you guys a question because I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Zam crew is great on a ship that has multiple firing arcs: front, back, mm-hmm. left, right. The hawk having the hundred. Well, the hawk having mobile arcs. I don't get it on the on a ship that has a fixed forward arc. And and just throwing this out there, if someone gets behind you, he is negated. There's nothing you can do other than acquire target locks because you'll never they don't turn around. Any any ship that has that 180 forward firing arc, with the exception of maybe the HMP, which you can't run Zam on anyway. Um, doesn't have the ability to turn around. So all someone has to do is get behind Moralo, and it's completely negated. Just my two cents. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just going to fly him off the board, I guess. I say, there's <laughs> options. I mean, he has, he has multiple options. People. So Fair enough. Just, I, just I, run him I off think the board four fine. straight. <laughs> and with the, I mean, do you find that your time on target is poor with Bosk when you play him, Charles? I know that you've played him multiple times. So, um, so uh, uh, with the YV666, you have what is affectionately referred to as the death spiral. Uh, once somebody gets behind you, you start just pulling three hards or two hard turns um, every single turn so that you can try and get spun around to get an arc on somebody. Um, you really need good support ships to keep people out of the back end of your ship. Um, but for me personally, the only time I've ever really competitively flown um, a YV was 1.0 when you could table three of them with crew on all of them. And then as just as long as you got creative with how you were flying them and positioning them, they always covered the back arc of each other. And so I was able to keep decent time on target. But flying one of them, while it's a lot of fun, it don't take much effort to get behind them. Just saying. All right. All right, let's move on to the next one. I, I don't know. I'll be frank and tell you. I actually own this ship. I bought this ship. But I've never, I've never put this ship on a table or fielded this ship ever. So... I love this ship. I have two of them. I talked about it earlier, so I want to do this one. Garvin Drees and the X-Wing for the Rebels. It's a good ship. Strong. I think that it's a, a, a pretty good piece. It allows you to pass a focus if you use a focus. Um, nothing game-breaking there, but I think that it would be uh, a useful piece to have. And I don't have a problem with that. I actually like Garvin, so... He's, <laughs> I, I don't fly a lot of Rebel stuff, but if I have to, Garvin and Jake are, are kind of easily in there uh, with ships that I can fly and understand how to fly them. All right, next. Hmm. Your pick. You want to pick one? or just? I do. I, I would. Oh, yeah, it is your pick, Chris. I get to actually pick a ship. So I can't do yeah, CIS I and I can't do Repu- or I can't do CIS but I can do Republic. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know, this is crazy. You know what? <laughs> I have 84 points left, man. Some of me thinks I should have vetoed Matt. <laughs> put, a, put an aggressor on there. Oh, we still can we can still veto you, Chris. So <laughs> 
uh, put an aggressor. I don't want to put an aggressor on there. I okay. I don't want to fly an all scum ship. The whole point of this is to fly like multiple ships from different no, no. factions. That would be good. Tie aggressor. No, I'm. You can pick that for yours. That's not what I would probably pick for mine. Well, tie aggressors aren't available. It's it's hyperspace. Oh yeah, you're right. Never okay, so is moral evolve even hyperspace legal? Yes, Mor moral evolve is hyperspace. Is Garvin hyperspace legal? Yes, Garvin is also hyperspace legal. Mm -hmm. We checked. Don't worry. That we means Vader's that. not hyperspace legal, but Kylo Ren is. That is correct. Kylo Ren is. Mm -hmm. Some of me thinks it would be fun to fly a silencer. Supernatural Kylo? <laughs> I don't have enough points for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't have enough points for that. Points. Supernatural Kylo is 100 points. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We're not going with aces. We're going to go with swarms, right? That's what we're going with. Are you? Well, I can't run a cartel spacer either, can I? M3A? No. They're not hyperspace legal anymore. That's not true. M3As are hyperspace legal, just not generics. You can have a named M3A. Nah, but that's oh, not that's a swarm, right. Sunny though. Bonder. Sunny Bonder is pretty good. Nah. It's a good ship. Sonny is Fenral a really good choice? Is Fenral hyperspace legal? Yep, yep. Yeah. You can you can fly a Fang. You just can't fly generics. Yep. The only generic pilot the scum still has in um are Z ninety fives and Y wings. Mm hmm. That you can swarm. They still have generic fire sprays and blah blah blah. But. Mm hmm. I can't run Vader. Alright, you can I run me. a TIE yeah, Phantom? Too much time into this. I know. Yeah. Can I run a TIE no, Phantom? Phantoms are Phantoms are no. not hyperspace. Okay. Alright. You're done. You pay waste too way too much time. <laughs> oh. run, a, run a heavy. Run a heavy. Yep. TIE RB heavy is what you're running. Why? That's not gonna fit with this at all. Doesn't matter. TIE, Karida, Academy, Cadet. Thirty four points. Just remember right, the fuck the out of that. Next, Chris is coming right. for the throat. Sounds good. No tie heavy. So we will replace that No, I get to pick. I see still... No. No, that's not how that works. No. It's still my turn. You've been, you've been waiting forever. I'm going to put Rose, I guess. You... Okay. Rose in the pod, you're talking about? I guess, yeah. You said that he could... You know, because you said that he couldn't veto, or he picked he picked uh, Republic, and you said veto, and you wanted to run Republic, and then he said that he would pick Resistance. So you can't run Rose in the pod. <laughs> Why not? It's multi-faction. He can run that. I have no problem with Rose in the it was, pod. Yeah, but he he unvetoed your veto. He vetoed. Never mind. You, right. you get what I'm saying. He vetoed your faction choice of Republic. Ah. Where are we going here, guys? I mean, well, I in that know. case, then I'm going to go into. It has to be hyperspace. So I think Grievous is hyperspace. Yeah, but I can't run Grievous. Can't run CIS either. Oh yeah, you can't run CIS. If I could run CIS, um, I just would have picked Zam and a fire spray. It would have been gone good oh with morale. You guys are killing me. Delta Seven, Jedi Knight is what your next ship is. Congratulations. None of these fit together. Yes, I think that's the point. That's the point. All right. Well, I get Delta B Seven B on it. I guess. Can't take yep. Delta Seven P configuration. Um, 
That's an awful lot of points. Doesn't leave a lot to play with. So I'm going to veto that and put you down to CLT. Well, then I veto your veto, and I'll take that. You already vetoed. You vetoed the last game. You can't this keep vetoing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you're, you're next. We're going to do yours next, and I'm going to give you the worst ships. And I'm going to. You're going to be flying sure. like the poop ships. Like, <laughs> wow. So here's know. here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you. A, so I'm going to give you a six point upgrade and a ship all in one. Um, so title up that YV triple six and put on the Z 95 headhunter uh, with the star initiative that will match Moralo evolve. There you go. So it's the, you pick the whatever the Z 95 headhunter. And I think it's the, um, it's oh, called something. Hold on. It's called yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's like a six point ship or seven point ship or something like that. Mm-hmm. It can only leave when the oh, ship gets can't. blown up. You can't. It's not hyperspace. It's not hyperspace. What? Mm-mm. No, not hyperspace. Uh, it says one one ninety-five headhunter can dock. Oh yeah. Well, you can run. You could fit. Uh, yeah. The Nashta pup is the one that I was thinking, but apparently that's not hyperspace legal. Even though it mm-hmm. came with the thing, you could do a Benari pirate for twenty-two, mm-hmm. um, or a but. Well, no, if that no, take that off. I, I veto myself. That was horrible. I didn't realize that that was not hyperspace. Yeah, how was that a hyperspace that was... then? That's so you weird. think that would be? You You'd think, think it would be because so. it's part of the title? But hey, whatever. I don't know. It, I think that I don't know. This this is. I, I I thought it would be a little more fun than what it is. Maybe making it hyperspace made it a little less. There's not a lot of like synergy you can get down through here unless we start doing like the scum, different scum things. Like there are some really strong multifunction lists you can put together, but I'm not uh, sure. Forty five points. Those, left. Like, you know Uber. what? How much is? No, I don't want to go scum. I want to go somebody that we haven't used. Throw a Tie Fighter in there. Well, if you're gonna do it, give him at least a Tie FO. Scorch. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with an FO Tie. Give them a scorch. I don't know anything about them, but I'm fine with an FO tie. So tie FO scorch 33 points, or I suppose you could do midnight. Midnight is uh, I6 one, but I don't know if you'd really want to spend that many points on it. Scorch is a good solid ship, and it leaves him some points to do some modification. Or you know what? We could have some real fun. I, You know what? I called the ship. I'm going to call the pilot, and I think this will be fun. Uh, especially considering our our next week's episode being about uh, initiative order, give him null. Oh, null is interesting. That'd be great. Really good. Work really well with. Uh, is null the one? No. Null is an I zero that flies at I seven until he takes damage. Well, he wants some. He wants synergy. So let's give him some synergy. Let's do muse. Muse. What's muse? Muse. Which for Moralo of all, uh, it allows uh, Muse to take his his stress if he stops. Yeah, so basically work. he can avoid the death spiral, and then uh, you can still pass the focus with the other one. Muse is a solid ship. Are we have three for... ships on this list then, or four? That's four. That's four ships, and we still have seventeen points. Just give me back my Delta Seven B. 
Yeah, I'm, have the seven. I'm fine. Let him have seven B. Yep, do that. That brings you. That that gets us seven more points. Let's do. So Muse and fanatical then change from on CLT Muse. to hold on just a second. Change CLT to uh, Delta Seven B. You should just have more points. Maybe do more stuff on Moralo. You might want to kid out the bus a little bit. I don't know how many points he's got left. Seven. He should have seven. Five. Points, five. five. He's got five points left okay. with Delta Seven B, because that's a twelve-point upgrade. Gotcha. Uh, you could. Well, Morales an I four, so he's at the top of the list. You could put Greedo Gunner. Good. Which no. Gives you that free... Nope. Because it's not an I six, which means everybody that if that's the case, then everybody that we play, we do this next with, cannot have anything over an I four. Because, and then uh, let it be a roll off. Be because nice. otherwise, it's just going to screw me. The reason Greedo works is when he's on a five or a six, he's almost always top. And it's good for Bosk because Bosk can shake it down. Oh, uh, fair so, enough. Uh, so I would, I wouldn't put Greedo on it. What about Kira? Kira would be interesting for shooting and moving. You ignore rocks that you have target locks on, which is kind of good because those things move and they're fat. Except for so I have the target lock lock and then Zam, that screws Zam over. Oh, that's true. Yeah, with Zam crew, you wouldn't want to. Oh yeah, you could add munitions. Uh, I don't know. You don't necessarily need anything on it. Uh, what's Zuckus do? Zuckus crew. Why can't I think of what he does? Is that the stress to take another attack? Hold on. It's running slow. Actually, composure is not a bad idea. But you don't. While you do perform they? an attack, if you're not stressed, you may choose composure, one defense dice have, and right? gain a stress. Talent, right? That's not good. Yeah, you don't want to compose. There's no talent composure because you can't boost, right? And it's not hyperspace. Composure oh, is yeah, fair enough. Um, maybe you don't want to do anything. Well, I suppose you could add crew. L337 maybe isn't so you, bad. You, dude, is, is Boba Fett crew hyperspace? Uh, yes. Get him off the board that much faster. Yeah, that's true. You could just basically have Boba Fett place him all the way on the far corner away from your opponent's squad, do a four straight off the board, and then one turn you're behind your entire opponent's squad. That's true. You could that would actually be really cool. Because what you could do is you could line yourself up right off like the right next to a rock and just go four straight right off the board, and then the next round you come right in right behind the squad anywhere you want. Yeah. That would be kind of nasty and kind of awesome. Yeah, it sucks. I can't put Fanatical on here either, though. Not enough points. Now there's not enough points, right? Let's put point. you at 199. You can do Cutthroat. Yeah, there Dude. you go. All right. Yep, you put, if you put Cutthroat on Morallo. Yeah, you can. Because then you, you could, could use Cutthroat to regen Moralo. his charge. <laughs> yep, you can. Yep. Just keep flying. So you could go off, off the, the edge board of the multiple board. times. Mm -hmm. I think you should have given me Telavera then too. too. Shit, we could have just done like let's fly off the board with. We should have done that. Just fly off the board with two ships. Tell Travera. 
So I found out, though. I did find out, and I think I told you this, Chris. I don't know if I did or not. That flying Keltavera off the board does not trigger. No, I know. It has to be destroyed. So if you fly her off the board, she die dies. Yeah, she flees from combat. That's how I beat you that one time. (laughs) That's the only way I would have beat you. In. Well, it's. I think that. I think that the Moralo with uh, with Cutthroat's interesting, and Boba Fett's a good choice. I think that right there is pretty lethal, actually. Because if you can get if you can get uh, if you can get uh, Muse down there to bump, <laughs> it's honestly you could just sit there bump into yourself and just stay at range zero on the board or zero to one or whatever. It's I... horrible. I am very much looking forward to seeing how this comes out and how we can load this into TTS and then play it. Oh, yeah, we'll it. see. I don't know if it'll load. We'll find out. That's a yeah. You can load multi faction, can't you? I don't know. We've never. I, mean, tra- I don't could... think we've ever played multi faction. Well, you can always you can... do it one ship at a time. So I was gonna say you matter. could load individual ships. You may not be able to put the mm-hmm. list in. That might mess with the ship builder. But you could load the individual ships in one at if a time. If not, if Chris, since Chris is calling me out, we can, he can always come over. We can play in person. Oh, that'd be own all these ships. Set up a cam and and watch a real life tournament or a real life game. I might have to give that a shot. Just saying. All right. So to run down, I have Moral Ivala with Cutthroat, Boba Crew, and Zam Crew in the YV sixty six. I have Garvin in the T sixty five X wing. I have a Delta seven B Jedi Knight. And I have Muse in a TIE Fighter FO. Fascinating. There you go. Well, I think it's Actually, about time to, to wrap up here. Um, we did want to plug the LVO uh, for this year and um, make sure. I know Charles kind of already did, but we, so at least a couple of us are planning on going this year. It's going to kind of depend um, on what happens. But if you did not know what, what it is, is the LVO is the Las Vegas Open. It happens in January every year. Excuse me. It happens in January every year. They bring a bunch of different tabletop games, uh, miniature games to the convention. Uh, they always have done an X-Wing and they've always, they used to do Star Wars Destiny way back in the day. Um, essentially, I have bought a ticket. I'm coming down Thursday, um, probably either Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon, depending on the uh, flights I can get out of Michigan, uh, whatever the cheapest is, and then we'll be staying through Monday morning. Um, me and at least John are going down, and we're trying to convince uh, Charles and Matt to get their tickets at some point. But uh, if you want to at least be part of the planning phase uh, crew um, or syndicate, you're welcome to join us at LVO. It is not until January 28th through the 30th. It is put on by Fly Better Podcast. Um, and they, they are an amazing group. I've talked to Ryan on more than one occasion, uh, for different things. So he has, he has uh, been very helpful throughout this pandemic. So, um, if you want to go, they have fall in love with Dion because yeah. he is an amazing human being as well. And they have a, they're, they're going to have a special event, um, that they do there. Uh, that it's going to have special rules and I, I don't know, they haven't released everything yet. So Next week or the week after, we will cover whatever their special event will be, as well as any other open engagements that are going to be happening. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week with our Nargu- uh, in Nagwal, with the Narwhals floating around the stream, episode of Planning Phase Syndicate, 
episode six. We'll be back. Have a good night, everyone. Night.